on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Scott Warris. Everybody just take a deep breath. Everybody exhale. It's going to be okay. I said that during Brewers warm-up. It's 162 games. I know fan base get a little tight. It's getting a little tight before before the matchup with Cincinnati here. Four straight losses, the hater hangover, whatever the heck you want to call it. Just, you know what? Hit a couple home runs and get one hell of a pitching performance. And it is amazing how this sport of baseball will turn will turn the tide, make you feel a little better. It is a big series, as big as a series can get for the first week in August. Um, Brewers get the win. 5-1 to one is the final score. Scott Warris, I've got you for Brewers. Extra innings, we're going to check in with Vinny Rotino, Bally Sports, Wisconsin. His thoughts on a pretty remarkable performance by Eric Lauer, which, oh, by the way, is kind of becoming the norm. This is kind of what we are starting to expect, especially at home. He's got an ERA of, what, 285 now at American Family Field. This is becoming, well, expected, quite frankly. Telez, Tyrone Taylor, some long balls, a great pitching performance. Devin Williams got the save. Remember that. The tying run was on deck. It counts as a save. Again, Brewers fans, on this Friday night, take a bit of a breath. Exhale. It's going to be okay. We'll catch up with Vinny Rotino and uh, take you through this ball game. A lot to get to. Brewers Extra Innings. Scott Warris, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 5-1 is your final score. Lauer got Williams. Get it done. Telez and Taylor with the bats. 5-1 the final. Brewers now 58-48. and 48. Cardinals won as well. Got to come back late in the eighth against the Yankees. So the Brewers and Cardinals remain tied for first heading into the weekend. Scott Warris with you here. Brewers extra innings. And it's a pleasure and a privilege to be joined now by Bally Sports Wisconsin, Vinny Rotino. Vinny, it's amazing how easy the sport of baseball looks when you pitch well and you hit home runs. Funny yeah, how I that mean, works. <laughs> it, it really is funny. And at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't even have known that this team was on a four-game losing streak and just got swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates the way they played last night. So, I mean, and I continue to say this. I've said it all year. I've said it all last year as well. Like, with this pitching staff, you got five legitimate – you could argue even six with with uh, Adrian Hauser coming back off the IL pretty soon here. You get six legitimate starters are going to give you a chance to win every single night. And then the bullpen is going to just continue to solidify their – roles this new look to this bullpen um and they'll do that it's going to be a dogfight though coming down to the to the to the end here you know the cardinals are going to play well in august and september you know uh, eric lauer and i said it just in that really short segment to start the show like this is becoming the norm i mean this is the this is what we're seeing more often than not. It, it's fair to expect this type, dare I say, seven innings of one-run baseball to expect this out of him more times than not. 
Yeah, no, it, it, here's the thing on Eric Lauer, and I see the home road splits. Right. I still think that he's still kind of discovering who he is as a pitcher. I mean, tonight he threw 36 sliders. I mean, it was more of a cutter last time, or I mean, in the past when he's been going really, really well. It used to be more of a, a fastball, that zoom ball that he calls it, really deceptive fastball with that short arm action, and then pair that with the cutter. And that's been the majority of what he uses. But he only threw three cutters tonight, and, the, and StatCast has him at 36 sliders. So I think he's still figuring out who he is and how to attack different lineups, right-handed hitters, left-handed hitters, how to attack these guys. And that's what this Brewers pitching staff does so well. That's what Chris Hook does so well at is trying to like try new things and they're all open-minded to doing so. I still think Eric Lauer is just still learning how to be consistent and he has been consistent. Like you said, it's 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 more, more these outings are to be expected almost and it is a little blip on the radar and a little bit like okay we're when he when he doesn't pitch well um just how to figure out how to get back into that good groove and he's been in that good groove more often than not like you said scott okay so i'm i'm because i'm always i'm always interested in watching a game listening to a game and learning something through people's mm-hmm. eyes and who are smarter than me and that would be you so as <laughs> as you watch i don't know about that oh for sure <laughs> as you watch lauer as you watch eric lauer as well as he's pitching what are things you are watching for that me sitting on my couch can watch for and, and follow along? So every once in a while, even tonight he did it. You saw him kind of overthrow and he would miss high into arm side. So way up and in on a lefty or way high and outside against a right-handed hitter. And that's just like a non-competitive ball that really does nothing for the at-bat and does nothing to set up a pitch, his next pitch, even if it is an, an additional fastball that he's throwing. So what he wants to do with those pitches is really drive them to the top of the zone. And when he does that in an at-bat, it speeds up the, the hitter's bat and now he's got him right where he wants him he has multiple directions that he can go to but when he does fly open and when i sit when i say fly open mm-hmm. i mean his front shoulder kind of leaks and flies open to that third base side and his arm is late it drags and then he loses his, re- his release point and so he sails a ball they call that sailing a ball up and away to a righty and so that's when he does that and he didn't do it very often tonight he did it every once in a while and you can see he's visibly upset with himself so that's a key for him when he does that that's not good like you said when he limits that he mm-hmm. usually pitches well you know and you, you you can't overlook what lauer did on the mound but it, it's it felt and i don't know what, what what your sentiment was there but it felt like rowdy telez hits that thing out in the bottom of the first and, and there was kind of like a hey it's going to be okay because I, I don't know if if you sensed it over the over that road trip certainly but here here in town with the fan base it was a little anxiety for, for the first couple days of August, and it seemed like to Les hitting that one out, there was kind of a, a bit of an exhale tonight. He- yeah, yeah, no, I I totally agree. Just watching it, um, there's an exhale when you know the team is reeling. I mean, you you get swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, the Pittsburgh Pirates are 20 games under 500. They're as bad as the Reds. They're as bad as the Cubs, and you get swept by them. And yes, they did play well, but at the same time, you know, you got to find a way to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates. And and yes, the things that happened probably created some of that angst and, you know, almost like too much pressure that they were putting on themselves. So a home run and a big hit like that in the first definitely allows everybody in the dugout, everybody in the clubhouse just to relax, play their game, realize, okay, yes, 
I remember what winning feels like. This is what winning feels like, getting up 2 nothing in, in a game early against the Reds. And then they, they were able to – what was cool about tonight and what was encouraging about tonight is that they were able to maintain that lead and just finish out the game. And so we hadn't seen that against the Pirates. So that was a, that was a very encouraging sign that this team remembers how to win. Yeah, but uh, so they with 58 and 40. So 58 wins, 46 of 58 wins have come when they hit home runs. I know it drive I think it drives people crazy because you know they, there's a contingent of fans. They still want small ball and they want bunting and sacker. Let's move the guy over and all that stuff. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Like we we, we got to move on. It's a new age of baseball. Brewers are built to hit a home run at home runs and when they do more often than not, they're going to win the game. That's just how they are. And and people have to kind of come to terms with that. Look, at the end of the day, Scott, I mean, we're pretty happy when they do hit the ball over the fence, right? As fans of watching this team. And so it's like, yeah, let's take it and run with it and then go ahead and get those leads and then finish off the game. Yeah. So like, yes, in the playoffs, they're going to have to hit those home runs and they're going to have to do it against really good pitchers. So I think, they just got to continue to have, if they focus on having consistent quality of bats, and that's what Connor Dawson, Ozzie Timmons, and Matt Erickson, the offensive, uh, you know, the hitting coaches of this team, they've been focusing on that all, all season long. They've been making small tweaks and adjustments as to how to attack opposing pitching stats because pitching is really good in this day and age in baseball. And so they're doing the best they can to make little adjustments to have better at bats and then yeah we'll take it when the ball travels over the fence so let's uh let's run with that and and we got to run with it all the way to the playoffs because it like i said it is going to get it's going to get fun to watch here coming down to the to the end uh against st louis no doubt about it uh, Vinny rotino bally sports wisconsin uh hanging with us here late into a friday night but well worth it a 5-1 victory and uh, Vinny, i appreciate it the first chance for you and i to to interact and work together and i look forward to doing it again down the line for sure thanks scott there he goes Vinny rotino bally sports wisconsin always appreciate his contributions his thoughts as the brewers get a 5-1 win here on this friday night game one of the series against the reds scott warris with you here on a friday night handling brewers extra inning duties by the way, you can get involved, 855-616-1620. That, of course, is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Uh, Doug texting in says, uh, this is exactly what the doctor ordered, getting to play the Reds uh, to break the losing streak. Got to take advantage of this team. Got to take advantage of playing them. And he says, in regards to David Stearns, the best thing Stearns did was not not trade for a center fielder to share time with Tyrone Taylor. He's getting better and better. Play him every day. He's a 25 home run, 85 RBI guy. Well, time will tell. And he certainly has had the opportunities. And I mean, I think, you know, as, as a management, as David Stearns, as uh, Matt Arnold, as, as they weigh those decision-making processes, or as they weigh those trade possibilities that perhaps came across their desk, that's certainly one of the things that they take into account. I mean, it's not just a matter of, uh, you know, can we um, can we load up with the proper pieces to complete this trade? It's also, okay, if we don't make this trade, then we're left with blank, whoever that blank may be. And in this case... Um, to be left, quote-unquote, with Tyrone Taylor. That's not a bad thing. 
it, it is a he, he's one of those guys that, and I think you could say this for Jace Peterson. Of course, he's on the injured list right now, but you could say this about Peterson as well. When they're given opportunities, they have come through. And more and more opportunities they continue to produce. There are some players, and we know that they've come and gone through through the Brewers organization, that they're fan favorites until they're given regular playing time, and then they kind of plateau. It's as if we see them regularly, and then you go, oh, okay, maybe this guy was better just playing intermittently. Maybe he's better coming in a, in a pinch-hitting role or a, a late defensive substitution-type role. But there are certain guys, like Peterson, and I think like Taylor, that they belong. And the opportunity to get those regular reps, so to speak, um, they're, they're showing that they've earned them, and then they've uh, deserve to continue to get them. So, uh, Doug, I, I don't disagree. Um, the trajectory of a Tyrone Taylor certainly is continuing to, to head in the right direction. Mike from Colorado. is the famous Mike from Colorado that Paulie was always talking about. All right, then. Uh, Scott, nice win. <laughs> nice win for the 82 celebration and critical win for 2022 expectations. Let's hope that hater trade hangover has faded despite the offense going one for 10 with the runners in scoring position. Yes, that's true. You always like some tack on runs, but this is one of those games where you, yeah, I never felt as if this was in jeopardy. I mean, once Taylor, they go five, one to Taylor, three run Bob in the bottom of the second inning. And you just kind of felt okay. And let's be honest, a big part of that was because of the way that Eric Lauer was pitching Lauer, by the way, if uh, you're just tuning in, seven innings pitched, one run, six hits, three walks, four strikeouts. Um, his ERA at home, as I mentioned earlier, now uh, sub three. Yeah. The way he was cruising tonight, you go 5 nothing, even in the second inning. And I realize Pittsburgh came back on several occasions over the last week on the Brewers. In fact, every occasion, Brewers had a lead at some point. Pittsburgh came back. Tonight, I'm a big vibe guy. The game just didn't have that vibe. It just didn't have that feel like, uh uh-oh, this one is in doubt. As the Brewers get to win uh, 5-1 over the Cincinnati Reds, 10 games over 500. Cardinals won as well, so they remain even in the NL Central. Scott Warris, Brewers Extra Innings. We continue on this Friday night. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Continuing on with Brewers Extra Innings. Everybody's driving home from the stadium, feeling a little better. Ah, what a difference a win makes. <laughs> and not just the win, but how it happened. I, why do I have a feeling that if Devin Williams, who, oh, by the way, got the save... Tying run was on deck. That means he gets the save um, with a couple of strikeouts to close it out. Um, why do I have the feeling like if, if Williams gives up a run or two and still gets the save, people might still be a little a little tense, a little tight. But I'm telling you, as games go, and I'm not putting a, a lot on a August 5th game on a Friday against the Cincinnati Reds, but this was, it felt bigger for fans, it always does, than the players themselves. And uh, it was just good. There were a lot of good things that happened from Lauer to Williams. You know, Vinny Rettino brought up an interesting point about how the the bullpen does have to be kind of figured out a little bit. 
I mean, it, it, we may go through a little bit of a, a, a reorganization, not that Williams won't be the closer or Rodgers won't get opportunities to close, but there might be more mixing and matching perhaps. And, and think about it. In 2018, when they had those pieces, the mixing and matching pieces, right? Remember, Hayter wasn't the closer in 18. It was maybe Hayter for two innings. Sometimes it would be, what, Hayter in the, in the seventh and the eighth or the sixth and the seventh. Uh, you had um, Jeremy Jeffress then maybe in the eighth, and then you had Knable in the ninth. But that wasn't always the case. I mean, Craig Council does it better than anybody to mix and match. And it's just having arms, outgetters, right? And so is Devin Williams always going to be called on in every situation to, 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 to take care of the save? No, maybe not. I mean, we shall see. Speaking of saves, um, the great Raleigh Fingers and, and a plethora of members of that 1982 um, World Series team in attendance in the pregame and um if you get a chance and i know there's photos and videos out there on the various social media platforms and things like that dive into that go go down a rabbit hole of the 82 celebration that happened before the game and uh we heard from uh, bud selig bob euchre great one-liners from like yeah of course it'd be great one-liners from bob euchre just a very cool thing. If 40 years removed now, and I said it last night, um, or I said it on Brewer's warm-up earlier tonight, that Robin Yount looks like he could still go out there and 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 track one down in the gap, doesn't he? And Molitor, too. I mean, some of those guys look like they can still chase it down <laughs> in the alleys. Very special night. Very special night at American Family Field. 33,239 in attendance and uh, enjoyed the celebration. They had kind of a parade on the outfield warning track with the members of that 82 ALCS champion team, championship team uh, coming around and being introduced. And then they all sat around home plate for the pregame ceremony. It was excellent. It was superb. And I know there's so many of you um, who remember where you were in 1982 as uh, they beat Baltimore there at the end of the regular season to win the division, the AL East. You knew where you were when Rod Carew lined out to uh, Yount at short to win the ALCS and move on to the World Series. And I hope, I hope many of you who remember where you were then were there tonight because those opportunities – are, are so far, as we know, it's been since 82 that they have gone to a World Series. Those opportunities are so far and few between. And so if you if you were there tonight and it brought back memories of 1982, you were able to enjoy that and also enjoy a, a 5-1 Brewers win here over the, um, the Cincinnati Reds. When we come back, uh, one more comment on the 82 team and its connections, I think, to this era of Brewers baseball, this what I call this golden age of Brewers baseball, because for fans of of all ages now, uh, we're all reveling in Brewers success. And uh, some of us who don't remember 1982 um, can now join in the celebration of teams that we will hold near and dear to our hearts. More as Brewers Extra Innings continues here on WTMJ. I'm Scott Warris. Swing and a high, towering drive to right when it lands. 
Titans. It'll be 2-0 Brewers. Oh, what a shot from Rowdy Telez, number 22. Brewers ring the bell with that home run by Rowdy Telez. Yeah, he got him on the board. And in the end, that's all they would have needed, right? He only gave up one run, a two-run shot in the first inning by Rowdy Telez. A team-leading 22nd home run traveled 432 feet. Yes, indeed. Please remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. Welcome back. Brewers Extra Innings. In the last segment, I was just talking briefly about uh, the the extremely cool ceremony that they had to celebrate the 82-team 40th anniversary that went to the World Series, lost in seven heartbreaking games to the Cardinals. And it it reminds me that for a long time, quite frankly, until 2008, right, that 82 team was what generations of baseball fans in this market had to cling to. Yes, you had the 57 Braves that won the whole thing, the whole World Series, but for a lot of gen- for a lot of people like i said a couple of generations 82 was all we had to cling to through the 90s late 90s early 2000s new stadium new hope but still could not gain traction in 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 putting forth a, a successful product year in and year out then the adenazio era begins here and 2008 they finally get back after 26 years but Seeing those guys, it reminds me of how much we treasured who they are and what they did for so long because they were all we had to cling to as Brewers fans, right? That was it. That was it. And now, and now, in the last 14, 13 years, a couple more generations of Brewers fans have grown up. And while still no World Series appearance, they'll remember fondly the Prince Fielders and his towering bombs. Like like fans used to remember Gorman Thomas and his towering bombs. Uh, Ryan Braun, right? The Corey Hart, J.J. Hardy, Ricky Weeks, that core group of young players that we track through the minors they came up they brought another playoff run for this franchise for this organization and there are there are young young people now who think of those players in some ways quite frankly like many of you think about that 82 team because those young guys the hard hardies fielders weeks that's all that they knew for winning in milwaukee with the baseball team and in more recent years now right with the Craig Council era, with Burns and Woodruff and Peralta and Yelich and Kane. We now have, because of this golden age of Brewers baseball, more memories to treasure. Because for a long time, many people, all they had to cling to was 82, including many people who didn't see any of those players play. But they heard of their legend, and so they latched onto them. So today, when I was thinking today as I was watching that ceremony, you had the greats of the early years of Brewers baseball and kind of combining now with this golden age of Brewers baseball and in so doing, bringing fans together of all generations. Yeah, 
is a pretty special day. And hopefully that World Series is not too far off. We'll continue. We'll take a look at some of the highlights of this one. Pitching and home runs. The winning formula here tonight as we continue on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Scott Morris. All right, let's get right to it. Brewers and Reds to kick off the series on this Friday night. Eric Lauer worked out of a bases-loaded jam in the first inning. Then at the bottom of the first, the Brewers did not take long. Christian Yelich led off of the walk. A couple of batters later, Rowdy got him on the board. Pitch to Rowdy. Swing and a high, towering drive to right. When it lands, it'll be 2-0 Brewers. Oh, what a shot from Rowdy Telez, number 22. That's right. Traveled 432 feet. That would be all they would need, we would find out by night's end. But they weren't done. Tyrone Taylor in the second inning with two aboard gave them a little more breathing room. And Taylor launches one to deep left. Way back, Almora. It is gone. A three-run home run for Tyrone Taylor. Brewers up a nickel. It's 5-0 in the second. Reds would get their lone run in the fifth inning. Jonathan India scoring on a Kyle Farmer RBI single. 5-1 to the ninth. It got a little dicey. Devin Williams came on to finish it off, getting Reynolds with a strikeout for the second out and then trying to finish it off against Jonathan India. The 0-2 pitch. Struck him out swinging with a changeup, and the ball game is over. Devin Williams comes in in a safe situation and slams the door on Cincinnati. Final score, Brewers 5, Reds 1. That's right. Eric Lauer gets the win as the Brewers knock off the Reds 5-1. to one. Lauer, seven innings to get his eighth win of the year in front of 33,239. Brewers 5, Reds 1. Pitching and home runs. That's the formula on this Friday night for the Brewers, who improved to 58-48. and 48. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Hey, good morning. <laughs> you just crossed over midnight in the old central time zone. That's okay. Celebrating a Brewers win over the Reds. Final score of 5-1 with the win. The Brewers now 58-48. and Sorry, but the Cardinals, a two-run, two-out, bottom-of-the-eighth double by Paul DeYoung, who's playing very well since coming back from injury. And they come back to beat the Yankees 4-3 at Bush Stadium. So the Brewers and the Cardinals remain tied atop the National League Central Division. Game two of the Reds tomorrow. Um, it'll be 5.40, 5.40 Central Time for our network coverage right here on WTMJ. Thanks to Justin Pottinger for producing the program. I can cross off Brewers Extra Innings off my WTMJ bingo card. Thanks for joining me. I'm Scott Warris right here on WTMJ. Have a good morning, everybody.